Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy Podcast. I'm glad that you and everyone in the Wealth Academy Podcast community and beyond are getting something out of our National Financial Literacy Month series. And today is day 25. Can you believe it? The time is really going by that fast. And every day, what we want to do is to share information with you that can make a difference. You may not apply what I tell you and I share with you the expertise and insight, but at least it gives you a moment to ponder and to think. And if you decide someday to go back and follow up on some of these tools, techniques, and strategies that were provided, I recommend that you do that and also get yourself a financial advisor or a financial specialist of some type, a lawyer, attorney, a CPA, find a professional where you live. And if not, you can always know you can come to me and I have a digital financial fitness course, a seven week course with an eight week bonus that would take you from A to Z from mindset to generational wealth. So don't forget that. And you can find it on my website, which is www.paulvanspeaks.com. So today, what we're going to be talking about is how COVID-19 and the pandemic impacted you. I think this is very important to cover because a lot of people are still making their way through it. And it's coming more so to a closure to a certain extent, but it's not over yet. But let's talk a little bit today about... Uh, the pandemic and coronavirus uh, that affected uh, us all. Now, there was a survey conducted that finds that nearly nine in 10 people who happen to live in America say the COVID-19 crisis is causing stress on their personal finances. Now, we know two years ago when this all started that that was the case. A lot of people were unemployed and they received unemployment checks and that definitely took a bite out of their finances. And today, as it's actually abating to a certain extent, uh, one of the things that uh, I want you to understand is that uh, even with it not being quite over, we still have to dig our way through it because a lot of people ran up debt. People were on the line for mortgage, uh, mortgage foreclosure possibilities. And then uh, the other aspect of this is that a lot of people have credit card debt, so they receive summons to appear in court because they had not paid their bill. And a lot of this is no fault of their own. This was a magnanimous uh, uh, setback, medical setback for so many people, not only infections, but record deaths, and also uh, people changing jobs with the great resignation. Then one thing to understand is this, uh, financial literacy cannot predict or remedy a crisis, but financial education can play a pivotal role in the economic recovery 
of, of our personal finances, of our family, our community, and of course, our country. So it's important to understand this as well. So um, of course, we know that April is National Financial Literacy Month, and we're paying homage to it and honoring people uh, through this process by providing content-rich information, expertise, recommendation, and suggestions with, again, with the caveat, if you want to know more, contact a personal advisor, a financial advisor, a, a lawyer, attorney, and our CPA. They can all benefit you from where you uh, reside. And I think that's an important thing to do. Uh, I provide financial education, and uh, I just want to be an advocate for it. And so one of the things to look at is um, it's not business as usual. In other words, the American economy, like many around the world, are still adjusting uh, to this new state that we're in. And so that new state has not been established and stabilized as yet. It's ongoing and it continues to evolve, uh, if you will. So uh, one of the things we want to talk about is, again, it's an unprecedented e event and conditions are evolving quickly and changing daily. Uh, things such as the interest rate increase by the Federal Reserve in March at 0.25%. And we know that there are six additional adjustments coming up by year's end. And so that lets us know that uh, more is coming. We're in an inflationary cycle. And this, in this inflationary cycle, what it means is that for the kitchen table issues, such as food, like eggs, bread, milk, the staples that most people have, that that's increasing. The price of goods and services are increasing as well. And what we have to do is position ourselves to navigate this inflation so that we can perhaps invest a little bit of what we have into something that yields a higher return than the inflation rate that we are experiencing at this point. And so it's important to understand that. And one of the things that I've talked about in a previous uh, episode uh, for National Financial Literacy Month is this, that nearly nine out of 10 Americans say that COVID-19 crisis or pandemic uh, is causing stress on their personal finances. And this really is a mental health issue because people who already have a mental health issue, it's exasperated uh, by the increase in inflation. Uh, people not knowing if they can afford to fill the gas tanks up to go to work. Uh, they have to shift money around if they have it uh, to help take care of their children. If you have a child who's going to be going to college, then there's an impact on that. So there are many ways uh, that people are being impacted, but 9 in 10 or 88% say that the COVID-19 crisis is causing stress on their personal finances, and I can understand this. And now more than half or 54% said they're worried about not getting enough, not having enough money saved. And while almost 50% or 48% in this particular case are worried about their ability to pay their bills. And so uh, we really need to get our financial education on, on the inside of us and understand exactly what we're experiencing. And if you can help the family and you can help friends and our colleagues, it would all work out much better for everyone. Uh, it's better to have at least a projection of the direction you're going in rather than having no idea or no clue at all. And so this makes a, a tremendous difference. So let's go a little bit deeper in terms of understanding because I'm reviewing a lot of surveys 
I'm just passing this information on to you. Uh, so with the fact that uh, one in 10 Americans are seeking unemployment benefits, of course, we know this doesn't meet the mark for people who have been working full time, but they had to be at home working and they were remote employees. And then some people uh, were no longer had a job. And so a lot of people are now looking for a job. They're looking for job security. In fact, and that 28 uh, percent of people are stressed over their job security. And so some people have already uh, transformed into entrepreneurship because they can get a, a bigger um, re uh, bigger increase from their investment, a return on investment. That's the word I'm looking for. And as a result, they're going into entrepreneurship. Some will be successful, some will not, but at least they're looking out for their job security. And they don't want to be put in a position again where they have a job and another incident, such as the pandemic occurs and they're left in the wind and nobody needs that. And uh, three quarters of Americans are taking steps to adjust their finances uh, due to COVID-19. And two in five note that they have cut expenses, which is smart. I think I, I recommend that more than anything. It just changes spending habits. Easier said than done for some people. Not for me, though. So I, I just want to encourage you, if I can do it, you can do it. And you can do it even better than me. But I, I have cut back and paid down most of my bills. And uh, I don't have many left. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. And uh, again, 26% uh, of people are putting off major financial decisions. And 22% have increased contributions towards savings. So when people say major decisions, they're talking about a house or if they're looking at going into business, starting a business, some may, may mean uh, a vehicle that they were going to purchase, their, their dream vehicle, their dream home, what have you. So 26% uh, of people put that off. And then other people, 22% put their money towards saving because they're looking at a rainy day fund. We really don't know what's going to happen next. So we always want to be prepared. So uh, these are some of the things that are taking place. And one of, one of the things that did, in fact, take place that we can all uh, agree to, or mutually agree to, is that it revealed a lot of fault lines in our country, whether it was the medical care that was there. And now we know we have shortages for doctors and nurses. A lot of people left that field because of what they went through and what they experienced and what they saw. And, you know, when you see a lot of people are dying, just like of a person in war and you see a lot of people dying, it's going to have an impact on you. So we're looking at PTSD because they went through a lot and some are still going through it. And uh, with these variants coming in, it, we don't know how things are really going to go. So the bottom line is this. Uh, a lot of people facing real hardships, healthcare professionals are on the front lines uh, going into combat daily, teachers and parents, of course, navigated the transition. And they went to virtual learning environments, which I thought was great because my two, two teenage children, they did the same. And workers who financial and personal survival is, is uh, couched in the gig industry now. So hourly wage economies and, and um, are struggling too because everyone is making that adjustment. Uh, but financial education will play a pivotal role in the economic recovery of our country. And it's one reason why I really, really advocate for it, because I know that it can make a difference, because I know I went from a lot of debt to practically no debt at all. It takes a little bit of time, but uh, it's worth it. It's, it's all worth it. So uh, financial education has many proven benefits, but alone, 
is not enough to foresee economic challenges nor remedy for crisis. So uh, looking at it in retrospect, leveraging the coronavirus outbreak to demonstrate the ineffectiveness of financial education and blaming the individual for not having emergency savings or financial resources to get through this is irresponsible. No one saw it coming, not even yours truly. I didn't see this coming. I looked at 2020 coming in and I said, oh, this is going to be a great year. And boom, everything changed day and night. That's how it was. It changed. And we just have to deal with it. And remember, when we look back at the 2008 uh, Great Recession, that in itself really was a prelude to what people are experiencing now with a lot of people losing their jobs, uh, mortgage foreclosures, as well as uh, people receiving summons because they can't pay their credit card debts and they have to go before the judge and explain themselves. So there's a lot that has taken place and we're still kind of digging through the research to find out exactly uh, where we're going to be. Uh, and so when we looked at, again, 2008, an onset of the Great Depression, Great Recession, the financial education field adjusted and redeployed change agents to respond to that financial crisis. And so today, uh, we're already witnessing many quality organizations and practitioners of financial literacy programs, researchers, associations, financial councils, and planning that are working with families to provide free or pro bono assistance. So uh, it makes a difference. This Financial Literacy Month makes a tremendous difference. And all this, what it's going to take at the end is leadership and action. So as a part of the community of helpers, builders, and influencers, we do not have the luxury to be paralyzed by the anxieties that we don't know what the next best uh, steps to be. But we must have the vulnerability to carry on with an honest spirit that we might not know what we can do, but we are willing to continue trying. And nothing beats an effort. So uh, one of the things uh, to do is to be um, busier and more focused and more deliberate about helping people to become financially literate because it not only makes a difference for that individual, their family, but also for the community they live in, which is a part of the greater country, the United States of America. And so today's session, again, was about how COVID-19 and the pandemic impacted your finances. And so I shared a few key points to help you to better understand that uh, we must still continue to work, uh, take positive action and, and uh, keep it close hold in terms of really knowing that you need a financial plan in place, you need to save money, you need to have an emergency fund and you need to start putting together uh, your financial plan that will not only work today, but in the future for you and your family. So uh, this is going to end this session. And uh, this, of course, is episode uh, 232. And it's day 25 of the National Financial Literacy Month. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Have your family, friends, and colleagues rate and review this episode. We thank you very much. Again, if you want to learn more about what we do, Wealth Building Academy does, uh, go to www.paulvanspeaks.com and you'll be able to find more information there about me and about my business. Have a great day and I'll see you on day 26. Thank you so much for your support and have a great day. Thanks for Goodbye. listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, 
email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.